When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, I'm Dave. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinemile, the podcast where we used to walk home from the movies, and now we just walk home from our own home after having watched a movie in our home. Clear premise, right? Extremely clear, award-winning premise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, today we're going to watch another Christmas movie, because we seem to have an abundance of them. Well, this is a movie that I think would have actually gone in the cinemas, if there were cinemas. What's a cin- Remind me what a cinema is. <laughs> and it's The Happiest Season, which is starring Kristen Stewart, who we all know, of course. From Snow White and The, and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> and from Twilight. Uh, she's not an actress I've seen in a long time, actually. Anyway, she's the star of this Christmas movie, and I don't know much about I know the brief, the vague plot of it. Do you know, Dave? I know nothing. What is this? Why am I here? What? 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 I literally don't. Never heard of this movie before. I don't, didn't even know Kristen Stewart was in it till you just said it. You <laughs> well, said let's watch this. Well, because movie. it's an actual like big release that people are talking about. Um, okay, it's got I a like, really bad. I know, I've yeah, never heard of it. loads of people have been talking about it. It's got a bad title. Happiest season is possibly one of the worst movie titles I've ever heard. As we were well, leaving the house to record this, we kept going. Wait, what's the name again? But what's we haven't watched again? the movie yet. Maybe the maybe at the end, it's like they all say something like, "And it was 
the happiest <laughs> season and it'll slot perfectly into the theme of everything it, we've watched it may slot and we'll into, go oh it may slot into the theme but it's not a memorable name Cathy maybe the happiest season <laughs> was inside us all along maybe um, anyway I'm excited to watch a new movie frankly um, I yeah, that's how plot. that's how low our bar is. <laughs> um, hey, I'll watch a new movie. <laughs> Do you have any new movies? Um, I won't tell you the plot then if you don't know it. We will be back in a, in a brief few moments for you lot, but probably tomorrow for us when oh, that's we it? talk about... Well, what do you want to say? Like, I, you don't, don't know, know anything about it. You don't want me no. to tell you the plot. And you've never heard of it before. Let's just hang out for a while. <laughs> how are you? How, how have you been? I'm we good. never talk anymore on the podcast. Have, in front you, of have you been? Thousands and thousands of people. How's 2020 been for you? Yeah, oh, it's been tough. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I, hate, I hate when people say that now. There's a new thing now when, you, see, when you meet someone you haven't seen in a while. And someone asks you. You meet people? <laughs> yeah, Do you mean on Zoom? Over the internet or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, how's your lockdown been? And I'm like, I don't want to... Well, it used, it used to be fine because it was like, the, you know, the course of a few weeks and you could kind of speak to them. Whereas now it's like, what, the last nine months of my life? Yeah, how have your last nine months of your life been? <laughs> They've been truly the most <laughs> magnificent months of my life. Okay, let's go and uh, okay. experience this most happiest of season together. I <laughs> can't wait. Let's but do it. we do have our Christmas tree up, so it's, I'm genuinely into watching a festive movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Come on, let's do it. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm finally going to meet everyone. There's something that we should talk about. I didn't tell my parents I'm gay So who do they think I am? This is Harper's orphan friend, Abby Yes, of course They're there You're so brave You don't need to be I cannot believe I've got all my daughters under one roof So her parents believe their straight daughter brought home her lesbian friend for Christmas? Not exactly They also think that I'm straight Have they ever met a lesbian? This is why I avoid Christmas. It brings out the worst in everything. I've always skated circles around you. <laughs> I love it when they do this. You're such a cheater! Makes it so fun. No, Just be yourself. But don't lie. You're a very bad liar. Riley! Harper. This is Abby. Abby is my orphan roommate. We, I am an orphan, but we live together as friends. Um, like acquaintances. Oh, please stop. Yeah. I can relate to being in love with somebody that is too afraid to show the world who they are. What are you doing in the closet? I'm here to rescue you. Are you the ex-boyfriend? Yes, I am very sexually attracted to her. Mm, a female. I nailed that and she is fabulous. Do you know how painful it's been to watch the person that I love hide me? I am not hiding you. I am hiding me. Everybody's story is different. Just because Harper isn't ready doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Hi, we're back. We watched the movie called The How... The, wait, what? What's it, what was it called? It's called Happiest Season. Happiest Season. Um, uh, let's give you... Okay, so if, if, if you're first new to this podcast welcome uh hello uh, we <laughs> this do is have, not what we the podcast should be listeners sorry yeah normally there's cinemas open and we walk home from them now we're just out walking around after watching a movie but whatever uh we, we won't spoil this uh, movie yet we'll have a spoiler street section later but give you a very quick synopsis as to what it's about now because i can do that now now that i've seen it i know what it's about so the movie is about a um a lesbian couple played by Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, who is awesome. I didn't yeah. know was in this. Who you may know from San Junipero, that awesome Black Mirror episode. Yes, uh, and Halt and Catch Fire, 
and uh, Terminator Salvation. Oh yes, last year. Right? I forgot she was She's in, that. Yeah, in that. Yeah, brilliant. yeah, yeah. Really great actress. Um, and they are a. Uh, basically, we learn at the very beginning that Kristen Stewart, um, her parents died tragically when she was young, and she has no family to go back to for Christmas. And they're they're a relatively new relationship, but deeply in love. And Mackenzie Davis invites her back to Harper's, her character's name, to her family's home for Christmas and is very excited about it. But we learn that she has not actually told her parents that she has come out yet. And so, no, the kind she's of not, not told her parents that she's come out yet. She's not come out to her parents. <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's probably a better way of putting it. And um, and uh, so there's so the, that's the premise. Hilarity of the movie. ensues. The premise of the movie is basically, as Kristen Stewart's character puts it at one stage, she's you know she's been put back into the closet, yeah, uh, by her her uh, partner, um, in in this very uncomfortable sort of meet the parents type scenario. It's actually a really good scenario for a Christmas it is movie. to be fair. It's yeah. also extremely common. Um, in a mainstream big movie like this to even have the central characters be gay like let's acknowledge it it's always um, generally like very much heterosexual couples at the fore and like maybe some gay characters like in the fringes yeah. so I really like that they were the central characters I find it like a funny central premise um, I, I, we laughed a lot didn't we watching it like it was better than I thought it was going to be yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought this was a really good movie. There's a lot of Christmas movies that I've watched over the years, like I often watch, like on Netflix or Lifetime movies or whatever. I'll, I'll watch a couple of made-for-TV Christmas movies a year that are some family situation. They always involve some something to do with people going home to their parents and some secret coming out, whatever it may be. Yeah. And this is like up there is one of the best ones I've seen in if the, of that genre yeah, that it's you might got, call it. It's got familiar. It's kind of a familiar setting in a way with like twists. So yeah, we've never kind of seen this with a, a central gay couple and a really and good the, character like Cass. Like the other guy that the guy that was brilliant in it is the son from Schitt's Creek. What's Dan Levy. Again? He's so funny. Yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, so, so there is a uh, there's a whole. We'll just list off some of them. The uh, so um, he, he's very good as, as the friend. The parents are um, Mary Steenbergen, uh, who's awesome. I haven't seen her in ages. Yeah, same. And uh, Victor Garber is the, the guy's name, uh, who's a very common sort of character. He's the captain actor. from Titanic. Let's call it space. <laughs> yeah, captain from Titanic. It's like, oh, it's the captain from Titanic. The guy who didn't have enough lifeboats. And Jennifer Garner's... Yeah, you're still holding him accountable for that. 100% <laughs> holding him accountable for that. Jack- and I will never forgive him. Jack died because of you, <laughs> Victor Garber. Um, and uh, they're the parents. There's three sisters. Um, Mackenzie Davis, who plays Harper. We've got Alison Brie. Dave, just because um, you've got the item to be paid does not mean you need to read it all off. Excuse me. I'm, this is all from memory. <laughs> I'm just actually just checking my texts at the same time. Um, Alison Brie um, showing up in a quite a... Playing against type, I would say. She's often... She's the comedic, quirky Yeah, she was against type. Character. She's kind of the mean older sister who kind of con- contributes to the sense of pressure on Harper to feel like she has to stay in the closet because there's this like perception of what the family believes to be. Yeah, they're compet- it's the competitive sibling rivalry thing. And she plays it really... I thought she was excellent in this. They were really good. But really, yeah, the person... Stop reading the IMDb. The person who stole the show was um, Mary Holland, who plays Jane, the, uh, the, the, the sort of black sheep sister... 
who they is kind of the butt of everyone's jokes and I thought she was absolutely yeah, she was really hilarious good. she yeah. gets most of the the gags she was really um, good. that's because she's the co-writer isn't she yeah she's so a clever uh, co-writer gives themselves the gags she's the co-writer along with uh, I'm just so IMDB today <laughs> you are along Mr. with Clea, Clea Duval uh, who wrote and directed this who you might recognise um, I didn't recognise her name but she's a uh, an actress as well who was uh, most recently I recognised her from Veep she played um, the bodyguard who I won't spoil where that plot goes um, but she's quite like a big character in Veep she's brilliant pretty big character and it's cool that she wrote and directed this again very rare to see a movie like a big movie written and directed by a woman yeah um, So, and I think you know it's it's like watching it like there was lots of genuinely humorous moments and I was surprised by um Christian Stewart is an actress that I, I really haven't seen other than in um, Snow White and in Twilight, frankly. I don't know if I've seen her in anything Have, else. Did you ever see Adventureland with Jesse Eisenberg all those years no. ago? She's good in that. So Coming I, of age movie. Oh, she's really good in this movie. I, I honestly didn't know, I didn't know that she could have held a movie because, I mean, you haven't seen them, but like the Twilight movies are chronic. Like, And I am not blaming her for that. They're really, really Sounds bad. Like now I haven't seen them all, but like the combination of her and Robert Pattinson with their like mutual low energy on screen was like very difficult to watch. I found obviously there's lots of stands out there. And um, two, two, uh, sorry, uh, two very brilliant actors in modern age who've really, I think, uh, cemented their careers away from oh, what is a really, away. A really big the, shadow. Yeah, they're not known like for Twilight now as such. But like back then, like I found them really punishing to watch. But they were like, they were just really bad movies. But anyway, we're not here to review Twilight. Um, but she totally holds this movie as the star. Like we, 100%. as the movie, like we'll go to Sporter Street in a second. So we won't spoil like many of the plots. But like as somebody who is an openly gay woman who's in a relationship, to be forced into a situation where she's watching her partner like hide who she is and 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 is being treated she's not been introduced to the family as a partner she's just been introduced as a roommate so yeah. she doesn't get that status of or welcome that a partner would get and it's really sad to watch she's there trying to impress the family but like they don't even know she's the girlfriend so they don't really care about her they're just like oh yeah she's the roommate who's come to stay for a few days and, but, but and it's w- funny there's humor in that but there's also actually real sadness and i felt her sadness in that it was awful like I was like Harper's not a very good girlfriend no and let's get into that more yeah. in spoilers because I have so much to say about Harper um, but yeah Kristen Stewart is terrific in this movie and absolutely hangs the movie hangs off yeah, her because it you really, it could have been a, if it was a bad central performance it just mightn't have worked at all I was absolutely yeah if you're not with her um, emotionally then the movie doesn't work and I was with her every step of the way because I really um, found her very endearing the way she was put in this impossible situation but absolutely like um, kind of lead into it and put her chin up and not only was, was like so nice about it so nice and so try- cross if someone did that to me she was so she was trying so hard trying her best and making a real effort with Harper's family to, you know and and somebody and kind of never it takes so much to break her and her spirits and eventually when well we'll talk about that in spoilers but um but yeah so absolute hats off to Kristen Kristen Stewart um and Mackenzie Davis uh while playing I would say a bit more of an unlikable character as the as the thing goes on but she's very good at like playing that torn because she does she has bad actions but she also is sympathetic because you see that she's like hiding her true self and that's like a really weird situation to be in with your family so I think she was really good at like switching between like at the start the lovey-dovey girlfriend and then the like the quite callous 
a duper. I thought she was good at both of them. So can we can before we kind of get to Spoiler Street, I'd like to talk a little bit about like where this movie worked for me and where it didn't. And um, I think at to what the points we were just describing, I think this feels like uh, re- when when this movie's working, it's when it's to- uh, when it's focusing on character and performance. It feels like a really strong script brought to life with very good performances. I believed all these people as characters, and I believed the tensions of their relationship. So it's like big tick on that front. Where it didn't really gel with me, or where the tone felt a bit jarring, was when it was doing the 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 comedy, the madcap sort of incidental situational comedy the sitcom stuff so when it when some it be- of the physical stuff didn't really work yeah, did it when it becomes meet the parents right because it kind of wants to be um, that madcap high energy like um, mad like like crazy situations like and I won't let's talk about some of them in, in Spoiler Street but the um the, the, it doesn't quite honestly it doesn't quite land those very well and it doesn't gel with the quite emotionally complex sort of situation that's being dealt with it suddenly yeah, to feels to like slapstick silly. and emotion is hard and yeah, you pull it, it off it doesn't quite work for me um, but, the com- but there is good comedy to be found here and that's in the character stuff and I kind of wish the movie had just like left it there without going into sort of oh, oh, oh my god crazy American pie stuff we did have a laugh though with some of the like some of the physical comedy I did actually laugh at as well though yeah, like I, I got like we got a good few laughs out of it more than I was expecting it's a zippy hour and a half I love sitting down in front yeah. of the Christmas tree watching it like it's a genuinely good Christmas movie I, I, I gotta say it's one of the few movies I've seen recently where I was like I want this to be 20 minutes longer yeah I could have spent more time with them I would have spent more time with these characters I think it was I think it's really strong and I think I totally recommend it like we rented it online so you can rent it wherever you rent your movies uh, and yeah let's go to Spoiler Street right spoilers now for uh, the most forgettable movie title <laughs> what is it called? Happiest Season okay now that now that we have seen it your suspicions were correct it's a terrible title Dave, it's still a terrible title if it's completely unmemorable regardless yeah, of whether is, it this is true I mean it kind of ties in with the movie in the end that they have a happy Christmas well it's a bad it's a bad sign when we're both saying here we really like this movie we want to recommend it but we are unable <laughs> to recommend it because I cannot tell you what the title of it is but yeah as the movie progressed it. like we kept being like oh my god Mackenzie Phillips can't remember Mackenzie Davis sorry Harper is an awful girlfriend I felt so sorry because like yeah. most of us have been in, in that situation where like you're dating someone or you're in love with someone or whatever it is and you go to meet their family and like you really want to make a good impression like I remember the first time I met Dave's family I really want to make a good impression and like to have just been like oh this is my roommate and then basically made sleep in a basement (laughs) (laughs) and then I mean there was kind of this running gag that I didn't quite get and didn't think was very funny where they kept calling her an orphan I I personally found that a bit strange Um, that was kind of like the parents were like oh it's her orphan friend I thought that was quite funny like like she was like no my parents actually died when I was 19 and she's like Uh, a 30 something year old woman I I enjoyed that they made all these assumptions about her and they almost wrote their own tragic backstory for her and I did really she was this source of sympathy and pity for them I thought it was a good plot that the dad um, was running for mayor and that's why Harper was like oh I can't come out because my dad's running for mayor and there's all the stress in the family and like because I think they did need 
to give us a bit more of a reason yeah a bit of a reason because because it transpired she had lied to Kristen Stewart about she had told her in the summer that she'd come out to her yeah. parents and now that's the first sign of problems yeah, in this relationship I'm like, when they're okay, on the way there and she's like, like you're not comfortable telling your family for whatever your personal reasons are but communicate right. but, that but to your partner then don't tell your partner yeah. that you did and then don't six months later when you're driving back for Christmas be like oh by the way they don't know I'm gay and they think you're my flatmate bye it's a, but it's actually telling of Harper as a character and she's deep we don't get a lot from Harper's perspective which is why I kind of hated her for three quarters <laughs> of this movie because she's essentially is just a liar and she's lying to everybody she loves around her the only way they humanised Harper which was interesting was actually through uh, uh, God what's his name again the guy from Schitt's Creek Dan Levy. Dan Levy. They actually humanised her only through his words when he said to Kristen Stewart, like, how did your parents react yeah. when you came out? And Great she scene. said, my parents are really supportive. And he said, well, my dad kicked me out of the house and didn't speak to me for 10 years. So there's my story and there's your story and there's everything in between and you can't judge her for how she wants to come out. And it's like, That's a lovely bit of yeah, writing. Yeah, it was a lovely bit of writing. I totally got it. It was totally fair enough. My issue with Harper is that she's lying to her girlfriend and bringing her to the house under false circumstances. Because yeah. if she'd been upfront about it, Harper probably, or the girlfriend, Kristen Stewart probably would have said, do you know what? That's cool, but like, I'm not going to come home with you for Christmas. Because that sounds horrific. Exactly. And do, and do you know what? But you know what? That's, that is, oh, that's only issue one with Harper. That's not the issue. <laughs> like, throughout this movie, Harper makes the wrong choices about her relationship and is not a good partner throughout. She treats her so badly. The like, way the, the way she is, treats. Even if you brought it, we said if you brought a friend home for Christmas, right? Yes. Not a partner, and you treated your friend like that. That's what I was going to say. If 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 the situation that she presents to her parents was the actual situation, and this is my roommate, right? So this is actually my roommate, um, and uh, she's my friend, and she her parents have died or whatever. She still treated that person yeah. badly. Like I would have treated my roommate much better than the way she treats she her actual her. love of her life. She leaves her like at home alone <laughs> while she goes out like drinking with her friends. Yeah. She like basically ignores her. She basically is like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to this party, but I'm gonna leave you standing on your own in the corner of the party all night while I go off at my parents. It's like, what? That's terrible. And you like, need to, you need to make sure that your your the love of your life is 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 kind of or even your okay casual acquaintance is having like a good time if I know so, if I vaguely know someone at a party right and I can see that they're standing on their own you I, go talk I have to go talk like yeah. I am compelled I cannot watch someone standing on their own so to do that to your roommate never mind your girlfriend is like I felt so awful for her and I think that's where Kristen Stewart was so good in this role because she plays uncomfortable awkwardness extremely well and like she but was she's really an someone hero she was in, like trying she, to be engaging yeah. and like talk to people but like she was just dying and you could see that she was like get me out of here so yeah really enjoyed all those relationship dynamics and like it when at the end it was like we were like we don't I wanted them not to get together like I wanted Kristen Stewart to be like look Same. I don't care about you coming out or not to your parents but it's how you treated me but then I thought- what's interesting is that Dan Levy then gave us that coming out speech and then we were sympathetic with Harper yeah it contextualises Harper's character yeah. more and then you get Harper's you know her big moment of truth where she does come out uh, in a ridiculous scene by the way yeah. that scene was like what you're talking about of like the silliness of like the slapstick but again did kind of like it did make oh, me laugh oh the painting and the physical fighting because and... I did enjoy what Alison we find out that Alison Breeze her and her husband are separating but they haven't felt like they're able to tell the family either and then you realise it's not at all that the parents are homophobic it's like it's that the kids truly think they can't tell their parents anything yeah. because the parents are like basically 
like really extreme like perfectionist like all about their image which we do see throughout the movie because the mom in a funny sequence is always trying to take pictures on like the iPad to put on the Instagram which is like such a mom thing but but so we yeah, find no, out it's, it's actually a good th- it's a good thematic thing to it put is. in Instagram because you're presenting a, for a certain version of yourself which is what the parents are doing and they would care the they would be politics. as pissed off equally that one girl's getting a divorce as another girl's gay I think yeah and then then the older sister like they basically the two of them start fighting which was kind of silly but then they take the older sister's painting and like smash it over someone's head and then the older sister who never really talks says like I spent a hundred hours working on that painting and like you just ruined it yeah and then that was which a was really another human character moment. human moment yeah and, and, and instantly endeared you to a, a comedic character yeah or... it suddenly made her like not she'd been the butt of all the jokes and suddenly it's like she's a real person and she put all this work into something and then it was kind of interesting like how the parents reacted to, bo- to both girls news because they just kind of left the room and then you see them have a conversation where they Mary Steinberg says actually these are the things I want to do and I haven't done them and then the only kind of real homophobia we see in the movie then is the dad does get a phone call from like the donor whoever that person is I didn't really understand but what would have helped him become mayor and that person says is Harper gay because if she is I'd like her to adopt it don't ask don't tell the policy but what was interesting to me yeah I agree with you there's no real interestingly there is no homophobia in the parents right it's more that they didn't even realise the effect they were having on their children in which they were... They can't be authentic. They can't be authentic or, or presenting really a perfect dismissive, out, they, outward impression. Their daughter, Alison Brie, like, gives up her role, her job, to, to do a different job. And they're literally, like, horrible about the fact yeah. that she's had a career change and completely dismissive. And hilariously, she's like, Gwyneth Paltrow wrote about my um, gift baskets in Goop and I can't make enough, like, they're flying off the shelves. And the parents are like, mm-hmm, Whatever. But you were um, a lawyer. <laughs> It is. It, it it does play into that. You know, the, the movie does kind of lean into the uh, um, traditional family values, and this family is trying to present that for political purposes. And I think that's where the donor and that phone call that the dad has with the donor at the end. Uh, even the donor doesn't actually quite present as homophobic, but is is allowing homophobia as a uh, or acknowledging it and and uh, nurturing it as a sort of a perceived reality to her to the voter yeah it's a, it's a really interesting I thought that was a good line I was glad they included it and I was glad that we just didn't see the dad's reaction but he came back in and said like oh I'm not getting the funding it's not going to work out it's a good little moment because it also tells you that the, the dad didn't the dad had his his moment of self-realisation and did the right thing but also didn't make it about him do you know what I mean? He yeah. didn't come in and say, I did this she said you. this and I did this for you. It was just like he did the right thing by his family. And clearly they don't care because like literally next scene then, Kristen Stewart and Harper like snogging away on the sofa and nobody cares at all. It's a bit, it was, like, it's it a bit of a neat bow tie ending. Especially because they had thought that Kristen Stewart was like, Sh- robbed shops like no but they did but they, they also just tied off all the loose ends because yeah. the kids came out and said sorry guys we did the <laughs> shoplifting thing but I'm just like yeah that okay. was the bit that really upset us when like Chris and she was dumped with the two kids that she took off a of mine on Christmas Eve in a shopping centre which would be fucking hell and then she's basically the kid drops a necklace in her bag makes it look like Chris and she would like robbed it and then like Harper isn't even nice about it or like just not really stand up for her or anything and it's just like that's when we felt so bad for her <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I liked I liked the realisation that the parents didn't kind of care all along and, and, and she Harper had been making maybe incorrect assumptions about her family but, but equally her assumptions had been sort of true because that is actually what a donor did and it was almost yeah. like it took this big dramatic moment from both kids combined to like make the parents wake up to their own behaviour the, the backdrop was interesting this backdrop of um 
uh, what you know, kind of re- really like a white conservative wealthy family with political ambitions. Yeah, and it does present as a sort of you know they that is this is sort of the perfect daughters and she's got a great job and it. it, it uh, well, they were obsessed with her, right? She was their favorite daughter. Her yeah, part. exactly. And uh, and I think that that is an interesting view of uh, you know uh, America and a lot of sort of Western civilization. And I think it's like a really positive thing this movie to like to show like a same-sex relationship to so to show the family accepting of it to show all of this. It's, just, it's a really like inclusive message, which yeah. I think is really cool. And it's also like is a funny movie, and I think really elevated by I think having Dan Levy in it was like star casting. Yeah, he's every, he's, he's, he's very funny as well. Wanted, every it? scene he was in, like, elevated the movie to like next level funny. Uh, I think, I think especially because the success of Shit's Creek this year, like, people are obsessed with him, and like having him in this movie elevates the movie now. I think, like, in terms of like people's consciousness, like, I think it's going to be around a lot longer than yeah. maybe it would have been otherwise. So I, I'm a really big fan of it. I, I love it actually. I, it's not going to be like one of my movies of the year. Don't know if I would necessarily watch it again but when we were watching it I really loved watching it really enjoyed it yeah it's really strong and uh, yeah if you've made it this far and didn't watch it and you're like listening to Spoiler Street then <laughs> go go watch it I yeah. think it is worth you know there's there's moments that I think the comedy does work for the most part except when it doesn't and the <laughs> the um, but the, the most of all it is it's it's genuinely um, these are genuinely likeable and endearing and there's some really characters. raw scenes like like, and, there's a few uh, scenes with Kristen Stewart where I was like just devastated for her. She's like sitting in a bar on her own because oh. her girlfriend's off flirting with her ex-boyfriend well, I was, pretending she's straight. I was 100% shipping her and Aubrey Plaza. Uh, yeah. like, I, thought, I thought halfway through, oh, this movie's interesting because that's the story. It's there. No. It's her finding I think, love through, um, you know, in, in I didn't an want her to place. cheat on her girlfriend with her girlfriend's no, ex-girlfriend. No, I'm sorry. I didn't want her to cheat on her girlfriend. I wanted her to dump her girlfriend <laughs> and go off with the really nice Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, but the movie, it's a Christmas movie and it's about somebody like, somebody's family accepting them for who they are. So it probably wasn't going to end with Harper staying in the closet marrying the ex-boyfriend and Christmas no, no, Stewart going home on her own. I didn't want that for Harper either. I wanted Harper to have learned her lesson and become the person and a better person but I didn't want I didn't I just didn't there's one little thing by the end that kind of Harper says you're the love of my life and all this I feel like all we saw of in this movie was Harper treating her yeah, girlfriend I don't badly. think Harper deserves so her we sh- I want to be like her, yeah. okay we like we did see their vlog when they seem to be already happy a year later which made no sense is that now Dan Levy who's like Kirsten Stewart's friend and maybe the older sister's agent at this point seems to be at all the ha- family holiday yeah, a year later <laughs> he's like at the cinema with them he's at the Christmas tree with them it's like <laughs> we know you're the star turn of this movie and you're awesome but you have no place here <laughs> but it did seem oh. that everyone was like obscenely happy after this point so yeah I, I enjoyed their joy I, I'm, I, I'm, I will 100% allow a small C ending a Christmas, <laughs> a Christmas movie, movie. Yeah. a Christmas rom-com yeah. one of the things I had and I've been getting more and more lately is like and I, this is what 2020 like has done to me I'm watching the movie and I'm like repeatedly like they're standing too close to each other oh god why yeah. don't they have masks on like almost for like a nanosecond because logically I know this movie was made probably years ago or whatever but it's like I, my brain's been trained now to see people up close to each other and like being absolutely freaked out by it. I know what you mean. A, and that must be a common it experience that uh, you guys are experiencing too. Uh, it's weird. I kept having it and I was like, have you come on? But it's almost like I've like, so been what's, trained. What's going to be weirder is when we get all the 
uh, not uh, whatever movies have been made this year um, or TV shows when they start all coming out next year and they acknowledge this do you know what I mean so you've well, got Grey's, characters in Grey's is COVID now oh really Grey's Anatomy yeah I've not watched it yet but oh I know Coronation Street is that and have all called up, called up I think well, though if you've made your movie or your TV show in a bubble particularly if it's like a standalone movie you could just ignore it all yeah like I'm dying like obsessed about seeing the next season of Succession and will they have COVID oh in yeah it? good question <laughs> yeah I'm just like that. when you think of like shows that you love and like the, the only show I'm really waiting for it to come back now is Succession I just can't picture how they would do it like it just it would not look good in Succession if they're all wearing face masks like so I, I wonder if they'll just bubble like I don't know how they'll do it and like they've already done it successfully with reality TV like it's easy easier to do reality TV bubbles because there's a lot less like cast and crew and stuff yeah but anyway totally off topic but it also restricts your storytelling as well if you're doing a drama exactly like sudden, suddenly you can't have like a giant room full of people that are getting exactly. fired like that was at like the mayor's <laughs> yeah. party whatever that yeah, party also, was yeah parties are out <laughs> parties make for great scenes Though the best scenes in succession is just when there's like four of them in a room screaming at yeah, each true. other so that could be the whole season anyway thank you everyone for listening if you haven't already done so please subscribe and rate us over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts um, follow us on social media we're on Twitter Facebook and Instagram and if you want more episodes we've got dozens and dozens of film and TV reviews over at patreon.com forward slash the cinema yes what was the most recent one we did Air Force One Air Force One yeah that was yeah. fun um, and we just did a really big uh, hour long chat about the Queen's Gambit yeah. which we're obsessed with um, okay talk to you soon okay bye, bye everyone ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.